welcome this this topic the topic of this workshop is acceptance is the answer my name is larry i am a compulsive overeater and the moderator for this workshop our speakers are ed and hope let's start the meeting with the serenity prayer god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the willing to know the difference. Thy will be done. Each speaker will have up to 20 minutes, and then the floor will be open for two-minute shares. Audio from this session is being recorded and will not and will not be edited before it is made available for listening online. By sharing, you can sense to be recorded. Anyone wishing to remain anonymous should use a fictitious, fictitious name or refrain from sharing altogether. Closed captioning is available. Click the live transcript. Please respect the anonymity of all who attend by not recording audio or taking screenshots. Here is some Zoom info. Attendant. Attendees are automatically muted. Please stop your video if you're walking around eating or chewing gum. We ask you to rename yourself to first name and last initial. Feel free to add your state, providence, or country. Until the speakers are finished, you will only be able to chat with the host or co-host. To our, okay, to our speakers, the timer will signal when five minutes remain and when time is up. The timer is Carmen. Our first speaker is Ed. Thank you, Larry. Uh, I'm Ed, a grateful recovering compulsive overeater and food addict. Um, uh, from the uh, Boston area. My abstinent date is August 14th of 1999. Um, I came in around February or uh, March or April. I don't, I don't remember which month uh, into the program. I, uh, my adult weight has ranged from 135 pounds to 210 pounds. Um, I was for most of that time 5'5", five, five. I'm now 5'4", and I've been in a normal, uh, quote, normal body size since uh, January of 2000. And uh, I'd like to start off uh, by reading uh, the acceptance page, and that's on page uh, 417. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I'm disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my uh 
alcoholism, I could not stay sober unless I accept life completely on life's terms. I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world and as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance have taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. They were all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. I'm saying that I know better than God. Uh, that second paragraph uh, really applies to me. Um, growing up, uh, I was I have uh, two brothers that are mentally challenged, so I was expected uh, to be the savior of my family. I was the first person to go to college. Um, uh, and, uh, my grandpa, uh, my grandparents would always say that, you know, I was the best, uh, grandson and example for each other. So it's no, um, uh, it, it's no coincidence that I always look perfection in my life. And of course, when I didn't get it, when it, my expectations didn't come through, I ran to the food and, um, I saw a picture earlier today of somebody uh, had a picture of themselves up with a teddy bear. And I realized that, you know, I grew up, I was a battered child. Um, I lost uh, a lot of dear relatives from the ages of nine to 16. And, uh, you know, food was my teddy bear. When I was frightened and, uh, uh, when I couldn't have my way, you know, I would run to the food. I would run to the food. And acceptance was one of the hardest things in program for me to learn. Because I always felt, you know, with my knowledge, you know, I, I have a master's degree uh, in, um, in, uh, in secondary education and guidance. So I should be able to help everybody. It was hard for me to learn that the only person I can help is uh, is myself. You know, um, before I came in a program, I said, you know, if you had my life, you would eat too. If you were married to my wife, you would eat too. If you had a son like I had, you would eat too. Uh, you know, not realizing that the only person that was responsible for my eating was me. I wasn't shoving, my wife wasn't shoving the food down my throat, okay? My son, my son was, uh, at that time, was a, a teenager, and he was uh, doing what teenagers normally do, trying to find out who he was. You know, he didn't want to listen to me. Um, and, you know, uh, and it was hard for me, again, to learn to accept them. In fact, Every night I read, you know, uh, I read the acceptance page and I read uh, a phrase on 419 that I'm going to talk about later on uh, page 420. 
because I have to remind myself every day that I'm that um, if I eat uh, my um, uh, my life has got to become unmanageable again. When I came in, I was just looking for the diet. You know, I wasn't. I thought, you know, I said, "Oh, my wife's not. My life is not unmanageable." Uh, but again, you know, when you're yelling and screaming because you can't control things, you know, it's a sign that it was a sign for me that my life was unmanageable. Um, and when I came in, everybody was talking about four, four, page 449 that was in the third edition and page or page 417 now that I read. And I had no idea what they were talking about. You know, I read it and I said, okay, well, this sounds good, but I'm never going to be able to do it. And, um, and uh, today I know that I have to accept um, people for who they are. And once I, once I done that, I was able to make uh, living amends to my wife and to my son. Um, my wife and I uh, have a much better marriage uh, since I've been in program. Uh, and I made amends to my son. And uh, he asked, uh, he had a one of those getaway we we uh, weddings in Puerto Rico. And uh, he asked me to be his best man because his friends could not afford uh, to go. And uh, he's divorced. He's living with me now. And uh, we get we have the best relationship you know, that we've ever had. Um, you know. Okay. And um, I stopped uh, criti criticizing them. I turned them over my letter to God every morning, turned my wife and my son over and, uh, you know, let my higher power take care of them or uh, change what I see wrong in them. You know, uh, I ask him to show them their will so the, they could be better people because my lecturing to them you know, falls on deaf ears. Uh, they know what I do. My, uh, they're both actually compulsive overeaters. Um, my wife was in program for a few years. Um, um, my, my son was at a meeting when I qualified. And they see what I do, but, you know, they, they go, why do you do that? And, um, you know, I said to myself, I do it for my for sanity. You know, I came for the vanity. I came to lose weight because I had done that all my life. Uh, but uh, I stayed for the sanity. Uh, okay. And uh, my attitudes uh, have certainly changed. On page 419, they said, well, actually, in this day, they say, there's uh, good in the worst of us and uh, bad in the best of us. Because none of us are perfect. And I always expect perfectionism for myself. I was a teacher. And if I had 30, 30 students in a class and I reached 29 of them, and I couldn't reach one, one kid in that class, 
I felt like a failure. Okay. I had such low self-esteem when I came in. I was, I suffered from depression and anxiety. I didn't know what it was, but that's what it was. I came to learn. And uh, uh, my whole self-esteem has uh, has changed. And I realized that I'm no better or no worse than anyone else in this room. That we're all in this together. Uh, let's see. Um, Yes, I've I've taken the words I told you so out of my vocabulary because I was, you know, I was very, very uh, good about that, uh, but especially with my wife. Uh, and uh, and I'd like to read um, on page four twenty. Another couple of paragraphs that I don't know if people realize are there that are very important to me. Uh, Perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectation. The higher my expectations of Max, which is Dr. Paul's wife, uh, you know, he, uh, he wrote this. To, sh- to kind of uh, share how uh, him and his wife started to go along. And when I read this, I said there was hope for me. Okay. Uh, so I will continue. So there's, uh, the higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations. But then my rights try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than on anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. I am not perfect. Uh, You know, I do get angry at times. But I've learned to pause, to breathe, to meditate. Uh, and sometimes, as a good friend of mine used to say, sit on my tongue. Because I need to do that. Uh, you know, when I was in the food, and my, especially when my sugar was way up, uh, you know, I had a tongue that, that was like a whip. And I uh, do not use my tongue that way anymore. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. When I came in, I did not have a higher power. I was an agnostic. Uh, I was so angry with God because of all the deaths that I incurred in my youth that I felt there was no God. Okay, That has certainly changed. Uh, I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever is in front of me to be done, and I leave the results up to him. However, it turns out, that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations, for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I've never had it so good. And thank God for AA and thank God for uh, OA. Uh, 
you know, how important is it to my serenity? Um, little things used to get under my skin. Uh, if my wife left the sink full of dirty dishes, you know, why didn't you do it? And I paused today and realized, you know, what does that mean to my serenity? I know that if I start acting like that, my serenity is going to go down the drain. So what do I do? I put the dishes in the dishwash. That's easy. That's a little thing that I can do. Just little things like that. Um, you know. Uh, okay. And um, I've had to accept a lot in my recovery. I was abstinent for uh, 14 months. And uh, a miracle happened. I was, uh, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer. I, was, uh, I had a problem with kidney stones and one kidney. Uh, they couldn't get it out. So they were, every six months, I was going for ultrasounds to make sure there was not a problem. And the last time I had an ultrasound on that kidney, the radiologist noticed a little growth. It was small. It was contained. I had surgery. I tell doctors the story and they, they don't believe it. But I was so angry uh, when I got my diagnosis uh, because it meant surgery. Um, I was lucky I didn't have to go through chemotherapy. But uh, kidney cancer is a, uh, is a killer because you don't feel symptoms until everything is spread. And uh, I was so angry. You know, here I was, abstinent for 14 months, working the steps with my sponsor. I just completed. And now God puts me into this. And I realized in accepting it that God gave me the tools so I could get through what I had to. You know, my sponsor gave me a whole big box of tapes to listen to. He, uh, he gave me a book uh, that talked about how uh, a good attitude, a happy attitude uh, will uh, physically heal you better. And uh, sure enough, it did. Sure enough, it did. Uh, in uh, 2001. Five minutes, Ed. Thank you. In 2001, my, uh, my dad died. I was very lucky. I was able to make amends to him when he was in the nursing home and his mind was still clear. I was, uh, I was the, uh, his health proxy. And uh, when he passed away, I was abstinent. And I had the support of the fellowship. The night, uh, uh, the night that we buried him, my, my house was filled with uh, guys from my home meeting. My sponsor came in with a big bowl of salad. You know, that's the support I've gotten. Uh, and in uh, 2015, it's actually, I was pointed out uh, yesterday, that, that seven years ago, uh, yesterday, uh, I... Uh, I choked on a piece of steak. My wife, we were living in our new house. Uh, my wife had an electric stove. We used, we, she was used to cooking on gas. She burnt the steak. I had taken part of that for my lunch 
to work the next day. And uh, they had to do an emergency endoscopy to remove that piece of steak. They went down into my stomach and they found tumors all in my stomach. My wife said she would, that she burned the steak so she could save my life because I had no symptoms. Um, I had two surgeries. Um, they took out 90% of my stomach. Thank God I learned how to weigh and measure my food so I could do that. June 27th of this year with my nutritionist, I've finally gone on a regular food plan. I was on a soft diet. Uh, and, um, you know, going through the six months in between my surgeries, I would say, God, why is this happening? And I remember the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the uh, uh, bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may help those uh, may help uh, I'm drawing a blank here may help uh, though, uh, those who can see my difficulties or whatever I'm, I totally bought, I watched it but uh, but you know that second part of the prayer where uh, getting over my difficulties could help other people uh, I feel that was the reason why I went through that since then, I've uh, I met a lot of people in and out of program that were suffering from cancer. I told them my story to give them some hope. Uh, and, um, you know, I call them and support them because I know what it's like to go through, through cancer, through a major illness. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, and without the support, of uh, people in the fellowship, the calls I got in the hospital, and uh, funny story how my higher power works. Uh, somebody gave a newcomer my uh, phone number. So I'm sitting in the hospital bed in pain, trying to meditate to ease the pain. And uh, he wanted to talk to me about what program was like. We spent... Uh, about 40 minutes on the phone. You know, he, uh, he came in a program, got a sponsor, uh, you know, and uh, was absent for a couple of years. Uh, unfortunately, he's dropped out of program, but for those two years, he's lost, he lost weight. He felt uh, much better about himself. And, uh, you know, today I work my- Time, time in. Thank you. Today I work my program with all my tools every day, because I have a life second to none, and I don't want to lose that. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Jack. For, I'm sorry. Thank you, Ed, for that. Um, that was very in moving. Um, since the speaker, Hope, has not shown up, we've had a volunteer from Jack. Um, Larry. Oh. Yes? Sorry, sorry, my friend. We I think we just have Hope in the building. Um, oh, okay. She's available. So Hope will be our speaker. Jack, I am so sorry, buddy. Thank you for stepping up. 
Oh, can somebody unmute Hope since she just got here? <laughs> She's already been co-hosted. Okay, go ahead, Hope. Okay. I apologize. Um, to qualify, um, I'm Hope Baker and I'm a compulsive overeater. I've been absent for a year and a half and I have a 40 pound weight loss. Um, and please tolerate my reading. Sometimes I have low, well, I have low vision and sometimes I have, I have a hard time focusing. I'm going to start by sharing my experience, strength and hope um, according to the seventh step. The, the seventh acceptance um, is the answer re prayer from page 417 of the, of the fourth edition of big books, uh, the big book. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I have found some person, place, thing, or situation, something of my life unacceptable to me. And I am cannot find no, no serenity. And I accept until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly as it, it um, the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake until I accept my compulsive overeating, I cannot accept, I cannot stay absent until I accept life completely on life's terms. It cannot be, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me and my abstinence. The person, places, and things in my life that I have been unable to accept are one, I'm an African-American, um, um, but I was born with albinism. Um, my, um, my pale white skin has made it very difficult for me to, to get along in the world. Second, I was um, molested as a child, and that molestation caused me to want to um, cover my body with fat so that I would not be pursued by the opposite sex, which didn't make any difference. I was, I, I was pursued anyway. And the third thing was my amputee. I, was, I had amputee 15 years ago of my leg, um, and I was very angry about this, very angry with God and my sister and just the world in general. So now I'm going to go down and break up down the acceptance readings. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Instead of being weak and passive, Acceptance has made me strong and stable. 
Um, and it brings me, strong and stable and brings me peace. I find that the lessons can be as simple. Um, next, the next part is when I am unstable, un, 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 uh, disturbed is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, um, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. When I am upset, it's usually because something outside of my me that I, I cannot control. This is um, a testimony of my spiritual fitness. If I, um, if I am to exert my will against it, there's conflict. If I am to accept it and adapt and, and respond, there is uh, self, self um, um, it's, and make it solution focused, then there will be peace. In the 10 step work uh, each night, I ask myself if I am disturbed and I may choose to discuss it with someone if I am. The disturbed feelings has come from the lack of accepting God and his and God's will of things and the world. Next part of the acceptance reading is, I cannot find serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be is that um, at that moment. Acceptance can be as uh, a, go hand in hand with belief in a higher power, trusting that our greater um, greater order of things. When things don't go the way we they are they can bring peace. I find that the lessons can be as simple as practicing acceptance. Continuing to the reading, nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Faith in our higher power has always been the core of the 12 steps, the 12 steps. A vital part of acceptance is acknowledging that it is no, not my right to, to, um, to claim Final authority over uh, even uh, in any circumstance. I can trust that one who does have authority has my best interests or at heart, even if the interest is isn't clear at the moment. The next part of the reading: Until I accept my compulsive overeating, I will not stay absent. The principle of step not, but step one is honesty and accepting my compulsive overeating is at its um, it um, as it is. Without accepting that fully, the disease will tell me that it's a, it, I'm not a compulsive overeater and lead me to continue. Denial, continued denial, and 
eating. The next part of the reading is, unless I accept my, the, my uh, life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in me in the um, change in the world as what needs to be changed in me and my attitude. Resentment, self, selfishness, and self-pity is offenders. They can be traced back to, to wanting something to not be the way it is. I would be, it would be great if everything could change. But that's sometimes change doesn't start until acceptance um, of of and my attitude until until the, I change my attitude and the thing uh, towards that thing. So this is what it was like. I came into the rooms about six and a half years ago, angry, bitter, and fearful. I am a compulsive overeater and a stricter. I learned through the program to follow the 12 steps and 12 traditions. I use the tools. Um, I, use, I learned to use the tools. Meetings was very important to me. At one point, I got up just 18 meetings a, a, month, a week because um, of COVID and it just really to keep my sanity. Um, Sponsors, my sponsors were very important to me. Um, I had three noticeable, noticeable sponsors. One helped me to really unpack the anger that I had in my inside of me about my amputee and about being having albinism. Um, and she helped me unpack that anger and look at it. Between her and the therapist, I was able to work on my anger. My second sponsor helped me to teach, helped me to learn about structure. I am a more structured person as far as the program is concerned now. I find it very important to attend my meetings, um, follow a food plan, and, and do the things that are necessary to stay in program. My third sponsor has taught me about honesty. I learned from her, I met her at a workshop. <laughs> And she talked about being her food plan being being totally honest was what her her abstinence was. And I thought that's what I needed to do. And so I befriended her and she became my sponsor. And I've learned really how to be totally honest, um, because before that, I was a very un, uh, dishonest person. Service is the, another tool that I use. In service, I, I've learned to be of service really at the very beginning of my program. I started out by leading meetings. Um, then I was on the hotline for a, a, a long time. And now I do intergroup work and, um, and things like, and I do intergroup work and other things. Um, my plan of eating is very important to me. I make sure that I eat my three meals a day and, and life in between. And I have two snacks a day. 
The telephone used to be um, a hundred pound monster to me. I've learned to use the telephone in a way that is very um, fitting for me. I used to be afraid that people wouldn't want to talk to me and that they were busy, that they didn't have time for me. Um, but getting out of myself and realizing that I may have something valuable to say was very helpful. Writing was another tool that I found difficult to use. Um, now I write more regularly <clears throat> because my writing, I feel, has able, was able to bring me out of myself and bring out what honestly is going on with me. Literature, the big book has been an amazing book for me. I call it my Bible in OA. Um, body image, um, relationships and sexuality, when it came out a couple of years ago, was really good in helping me to, um, to get past my, my situation of being, having albinism and also my image of my body as an amputee. And the other OA books are also very good. And I'm not gonna forget about action plan and anonymity, but those two um, are, are, are other tools that I use. Prayer and meditation is another um, thing that I, use, I learned to use very early on in the program. I have a prayer practice that I have every morning. I read the, the big book, pages 86 through 88, um, every morning. I do, my daily, I do my daily readers, and then I meditate for um, 10 minutes or so during the day. That was what it was like. This is what it is like today. I put the past behind me my molestation and my skin color um, don't bother me so much anymore. I have healthy relationships these days. Um, OA has helped me to create healthy relationships. I have, it's helped me to accept also, um, also to accept that I am a compulsive overeater and a restrictor. Um, until, not until I was a, um, truly honest with myself was I able to accept these facts of my life. More and more, I am able to accept that li life on life's terms. I regularly attend meetings, I do service, I have a sponsor and I am sponsored. I, um, I sponsor others in the program. I have a food plan. I make outreach calls. I have developed a loving relationship with my family and my friends. I've developed many long, long friends in the OA program. I have a healthy relationship with my higher power. I have a daily prayer and meditation practice that has been going strong for the past year and a half. I, I, I make it a habit to go to workshops, retreats, and conventions. 
so uh, as as often as I can, which is normally I can schedule one or two a month. Um, through working the program, following the 12 steps and traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, following the guidelines of um, find, following the guidance of my higher power, my uh, life. Five, excuse me, five minutes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. My life has changed. I am a better person, inside and out. I'm a better mother, wife, sister, friend. OA, um, do I slip up every once in a while? Absolutely. But what helps me nowadays is that I turn back to the acceptance prayer and I read it over and over and over again until I can find the acceptance of that situation. And that helps me all the time. Um, acceptance is the answer to all my problems. That is, um, that is the way I am able to stay, um, live life on life's terms and be happy, joyous, and free. Thank you for letting me be of service. Pass. Thank you, Hope. Um, we will now open the floor for two-minute shares. Can the host please open the chat to all? If you want to share, please use the raised hand function found under reactions. If you need help, you can chat with the host. If you are using a phone, please press star nine. When it is your turn to speak, the moderator will call on you and you will be prompted to unmute. Please select unmute to speak. The timer will signal when time is up. Tell where you are from and how long you have been in OA. Please remember that our traditions state that OA has no opinion on outside issues. Some examples of outside issues are politics, religion, diets, treatment, programs, non-OA approved literature, and other 12-step fellowships. Please avoid outside issues in your share. Please stick to the topic of this meeting, which is abstinences. The an acceptance is the answer. The meeting will now open for sharing. Okay, I'm, we'll go first with Natasha. You want to unmute her? Thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah, I just got the prompt. Hi, I'm Natasha. Um, I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, I just I've been coming to LA. This is like the third week, I think it is. Um, I never got help for my eating disorder. Um, but this is the first time because I'm I'm ready to accept that like I need help and I can't do this alone. Clearly, my way is no longer working. It never really worked. I was just using my restricting and anorexia to like escape and I know now that like whenever I uh feel like restricting or I have like body image issues or um when I'm struggling with like something mental or something that I'm overwhelmed with it automatically goes to my uh eating disorder to stop thinking about whatever the real issue is 
it took me a long time to uh, see that though. Um, Cause I'm finally accepting that I have this and I need to get help because it, it will kill me. I don't overeat, but compulsively I have the restricting issue. I compulsively like measure my body constantly and it's like an, an everyday thing and it's exhausting. So I'm really grateful that I'm finally getting help for this because I want to live my life. I want to be free and I want to be able to eat something that I like without feeling like I'm doing something bad. Um, Cause that's how I lived my life since I was in sixth grade. This has been going on. I'm 27 now. And I didn't realize I was doing it though then, but finally I am accepting it. And I do like say the third step prayer um, in my own way. Cause I, I get, have to give up my will. I cannot do it my way. Cause I, my higher power has got control. When I'm in control, things go to shit. So I am grateful to be here. Um, and thank you for letting me share. And thank you for the people who uh, spoke tonight. I got a lot out of it. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha. Now we have Evelyn next. Yes, hi. Um, let me get my camera on here. Okay, looks like I'm waiting to see me and I'm seeing you, Larry. Okay, there we go. Um, I'd like to um, thank Ed and Hope for speaking tonight. Um, and uh, thank you for reminding us all of the prayers. <clears throat> and the seventh step prayer is one that I remember the first time that the seventh step prayer was no longer something that I knew in my head, but that I could actually feel in my body sensations. And when I said that line, take all of me, the good and the bad, it was like, oh my gosh. It was just so moving i went through instant remorse and instant gratitude simultaneously to realize that the unconditional love of the higher power is so vast and in that moment it, it was just changed and I, i'm just realizing i forgot to tell you where i'm from so i'm evelyn i've been in oa since 85 i've been abstinent and sober since uh that day and I live in, in Maine. Um, so the seven-step prayers has been very, very powerful ever since that day to help me stay in the feeling state where my body sensations tell me the truth. I know in the programs, many times we say feelings aren't facts. And when the feelings are emotions in my head, they're not facts. But when I feel the sensations in my body, it's true. I feel the connection to my higher power. Anytime anything threatens to disconnect that connection to my higher power, right then and there, I can stop, pause, and get reconnected. And Hope, I want to also thank you for bringing up how important non-judgments are. Judgments, when I used to judge myself, it was like a big steel door would just come down and there was no way change was going to take place yes it's time okay let me just say this one one more sentence and i noticed that when i judged change would never take place and when i could move to acceptance 
for just the way I was at that particular moment, that's when the awareness to change could happen. Thank you. Thank you, Evelyn. Next, we have Cindy B. Hi, thank you so much, Larry. Hi, everybody. Cindy P. I'm a compulsive overeater and binger from Long Island, New York. I'm <clears throat> really grateful for the convention and to be here. Um, thank you so much. I think Ed and Hope, two speakers, and everybody else doing service to make this possible. What an undertaking, and it's been amazing. Um, I can never hear this passage enough. Um, I actually have it on my phone in my daily calendar. Um, and, you know, and I run, but do I read it every day? No. Um, I look, I see it there as like a, you know, like a little anchor, but, um, and, you know, I heard somebody say this morning that they knew they had a problem, but they didn't know what the solution was. And I wrote down, I had been taking notes and I wrote down, I know what the, I know, or I know, I know I have a problem. I know I have a problem. I know what the solution is, but I don't want to accept that I need that solution, you know, and then hearing about, you know, the acceptance of being a compulsive reader, of, had it, of having this disease, um, you know, I've been going through this phase again the last couple of months of just desperately wanting to be a normal eater. And I was even just thinking about, um, um, I was just thinking about like the term sobriety with compulsive eating and eating soberly. And some months ago, I remember hearing a speaker talking about that concept and that they applied that term to their eating and, and eating soberly. And I remember even just then, I remember then thinking like, you know, yeah, and, and that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to eat soberly. And I want to be able to eat all of those, you know, alcoholic foods, but soberly. And when I'm recovered, that's what I'm going to be able to do. And that's insanity. You know, it's insanity. And I've proven to myself over and over and over again that I can't do that. You know, I'm not a normal eater. I'm not a normal eater. And I never will be. And until I really, truly accept that, you know, and, and I have time. Oh, thank you. Um, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll pass there. Thanks so much for witnessing me. I pass. Thank you, Cindy. Next, we have Rebecca C. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I'm I mean, the previous speaker just said everything I was going to say, so I guess I don't have to share. But um, I've 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 been in program for a very long time, and uh, in and out, in and out, and uh, I have you know sometimes a few good years where I think I'm doing really good, and then I let myself get busy with other things in life and sort of just slip away from program because. I I'm still having a hard time to accept that uh, that this is where I need to be. And if I'm being honest, I love being with other compulsive overeaters, but I get so jealous or something, I guess, when everybody shares about, oh, I've been abstinent since uh, day five when I came in and I just feel like but that's me right and uh so 
I just have to keep working on it. And I know, like, for me, acceptance for all kinds of things in my life has been the answer, my family life, everything. But for the food, I have a very hard time accepting that I cannot just be a normal eater. Um, I want to just eat with my family and not have to make something special for me, you know, but I have proven over and over and over that it just doesn't work. Uh, and I recently lost three years of abstinence because I thought I could be normal. Um, and it was very hard. Each relapse gets worse and worse and it's very hard to get back on track. And uh, I have to accept that. So I will continue coming here to these meetings, to conventions, and I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. Next, we have Laura A. Hi, my name's Laura Great for recovering compulsive overeater. Thank you everyone for your share. I came in a little bit late, um, but I can understand acceptance is the key. And I live with someone that's a not is not a compulsive overeater and eats anything he wants and doesn't gain any weight. And uh, definitely acceptance is the key and acceptance is the answer. And it took me, uh, we're only married seven years and it took me a good four years to realize he can eat what he wants and not gain any weight. And I can't eat what he has because I will gain weight. And that was the best thing for me to finally accept. Um, and during COVID, I went into my um, maintenance and maintenance questions. And uh, right now, uh, I don't even know. I was 409 pounds and I am 142 pounds now. So thank you for this God given program. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I have a relapse in between there where I had gained like 80 pounds. So, um, and not since I moved to North Carolina, you know, this program has saved my life, saved my ass, saved my life. And acceptance is the key was coming down from Canada last week and quick stopped in a restaurant, stayed overnight, stepped in, stepped in a restaurant and said, I wanted, am I allowed to say food here? I wanted fried chicken. That's what I wanted. But you know what? The bake haddock said to me, eat the bake haddock and shut the hell up. And that's what I had. So I had the baked, the baked haddock. It's not what I wanted but I knew that was what I needed to have. So that's what I ate. And, uh, and that's why I, that's how I can stay abstinent was, is listening to what my heart says, what God tells Hi. me. And thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you, Laura. Um, sorry, Mary, it looks like we'll have to end now. It's seven o'clock so we can have our half hour break before our next session. I'd like to thank all who the two speakers, Ed and Hope, and for all those who shared. Um, thank you for attending this session. Let's end with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, 
and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will be done. Thank you. We'll see you all back in later tonight or tomorrow morning. Thank Bye. you. Have a good night. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thank you, Thank you everyone, Thank you for being Thank here. You, Thank you for your service. Thanks.